you are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, a podcast for spiritual souls on their journey of enlightening the world. I'm your host, Stephanie Powers. Welcome. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Lightworkers. How are y'all feeling? I'm back in the Florida Keys without my man, Baby Jay. I miss him so much. We had such a lovely time in Texas. Connected even more. Our relationship grew even stronger, deeper. Stop. Get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) Jesus, let me re-record this. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lightworkers Lounge. Welcome to the most anticipated episode I think I've ever had next to Mark Groves or the Holistic Psychologist. Part two of The Love Story of JL and I. If you listened to last week, you listened to us discuss our past relationships. Um, We've both been married. We've both gone through a divorce. We've gone through a lot of shit, which is why I think we're qualified to give some advice on it because we've gone through it all. Cheating, lying, not speaking our truth, divorce, children. I think in this episode of the last one, I talked about my struggles to conceive child. I mean, we're very vulnerable and transparent and open and honest, and you guys can feel it. The feedback we've received from these episodes is unreal. So it just, covered in truth bumps, here they are. They're rising. (laughs) It's just, it's the best feeling in the world. And I love you guys so much for it. So without further ado, I know you guys just want to get into it. Here is Part two of Creating the Love featuring JL. But I'm not done. I want you guys, hey, we have something called a premium plan channel. It's our Friday bonus chats. And those, if you think we're open and vulnerable and honest in this podcast episode, you got to come join us over there. Baby J and I, we, last Friday, we discussed what it's like to go from rags to riches. He's been dirt poor. I've, I grew up on welfare. Uh, Sometimes I didn't know where I'd eat, like watched my mom use food stamps and helped my mom cut coupons for hours every Sunday, like lived in the projects. I have been the lows of the lows and lows all the way to being a teenager and my mom making six figures and traveling to San Diego for fun for work every single weekend. Like we've experienced both ends of the spectrum. Like JL, please don't get mad for me for saying this, but you have three cars, three luxury cars. Okay. You're abundant, but he worked so fucking hard for that. And we share, can, is money the key to happiness? Can money buy happiness? That was our last Friday bonus chat. So with that being said, every Friday we have very raw talks like that. And I want you guys to come join us. So lightworkerslounge.podbean.com. Click on any Friday bonus chat and subscribe. It's $9.99 a month. That directly supports the show. Plus, you get access to these quick 15-20 minute bonus chats and you get a chance to come on the show. Because every Friday, I've been bringing on one of you guys. You have to be a premium plan subscriber to come on the show. But I've been bringing you on to share your spiritual awakening story. Because a lot of us at times, we feel so alone. We find our twin flame and we're like, fuck, who can I talk to about this? I feel, I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. I feel afraid. I feel confused. I have nobody to talk to astrology about. My family thinks I'm a witch. No, you're not. And these Friday bonus chats, I've been bringing on you guys to share your story. And so many of you have made friends from it, but also been like, oh, wow, 
I'm not alone in my thoughts. So it's just the most beneficial community up there. Premium plan subscription, lightworkerslounge.podbean.com. Click on any Friday bonus chat. Subscribe. Come join us. 2020 is going to be abundant, and I want you guys to be a part of it. Subscribe. Here is part two of creating love with the love of my life, JL. So you went back to your ex-wife because it's comfortable and it's easy and you were like, oh my God, well, I, want, I want everybody to like me again. So yeah. I'll just, I'll go back. Shit. Yeah. I don't have so to what hear, happened? I don't have to hear everybody's shit. I can go back and everybody will just shut up. Um, it would have been fine. I could have stayed, I could have stayed in that, in that marriage and that relationship forever and everybody would have just stayed out of it everything they from the outside looking in everybody would have said oh that's that's awesome they got back together and they're working it out but it would have never been a healthy relationship it it wasn't after I went back it, it, it wasn't a healthy relationship for one it's so hard to move past that trauma that I kind of put onto her by doing what I did I created I created her own issues by doing that which was wrong and I've always thought of that um we all cause everyone trauma. Yeah, we do. Okay. We oh, do. Wait, there's no getting around it. So there's that trauma she would have to work past. And was I willing to work past that with her? I knew immediately no. Um, but it's just like my soul knew. Like, man, there was your out. You should have taken it. You should have been honest. Like, And now you're back. Like, you don't need to be here. Your soul, I'm telling you, my, this inner self is screaming at you. We gave leave. you an out. Like, Why did you come back? Yeah. Why did you go back? The biggest part was hearing everybody else say how big a piece of shit I was. Mm-hmm. And to put everything to rest and put it and silence everything, it was just go back. Go back. Your boys see you with okay. Yeah, everybody's okay, family's happy again, your your kids, you know, you're together as one big happy family, but that is not the case. It's not. No. Like we talked about in the beginning. Children feel and see everything. Everything. But not only that, you know, besides the kids, you were just living a lie. Yeah. Forcing yourself to do something for the sake of pleasing <clears throat> others. Yep. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's the worst thing to do. Yeah. Like, imagine if... There are people out there who stay in marriages for that reason. Because their family wants them to. Because they have children. And we have this game now that we play, thanks to Sarah for coming up with it, where when we're out in public, we look at couples and we're like, what's holding them together? And you can, maybe it's our Scorpio moons and we're psychic, I don't know, but we can look at people and we can tell you, oh God, they are so miserable together. Like they are holding on to nothing. Or like at the restaurant today, we can see a couple and we're like, they are truly in love, love being parents, have so much fun. It is, yeah. Today was really awesome. Yeah, it was. That's the first time I've ever been somewhere where it was just 100% authentic love everywhere. We went to a we went out to brunch at this really cool spot. Where were we? Wimberley. Wimberley, Texas. And we walked in. There's live jazz music playing. Everyone's in their pajamas. We were like, what the? What in the Texas tarnation did we just walk into? What in the Texas tamales? And people were so fun. And JL pointed out something really cool. He's like, I've never been to a restaurant where everybody looks happy. Like, they want to be here. And they enjoy the company of everyone around them. That's so sad. It is. But you're so right. Yeah. Everywhere you go, there's always at least a couple of people or couples who just look like, ugh. Yeah, so if you're in a relationship right now, mm-hmm. next time you go out, look around, 
look around you, see how people engage with each other, see, and then look at yourself, look at your own relationship. Are, is your phone in your hand your, the whole time? Are you talking? Are you actually talking about things that are, that are common interest? Are you mm-hmm. engaging, period? Like, yeah. And I bet you 60 to 75% of people in that restaurant or wherever you're at mm-hmm. are not. So yeah. they're not engaging. There's not. Uh, it's, today was an eye-opening. It was. It really was. It, really it was, was awesome. So how did you get out of your marriage? I finally had to just speak up and say, I know this is going to hurt, but I have not loved you in that way for a long time. And, and it sounds harsh, but sometimes I had to say yeah. the same. They, you need those words. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna sit here, and you're gonna. I know it's gonna come out of your mouth next. You're gonna say I'm a dick, and I'm this or that. Like it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a flood of, of negativity that comes out. But I'm fine with it because I've got to speak my truth, and this is my truth. Mm-hmm. I cannot be with you. You might be a good person, but you're not my good person. You're not. Oh my God, baby Jay. I just I tap into my ex-husband's face when I had to use those words I am not in love with you and just their eyes you can see I don't know about your ex-wives but his just turned into like child eyes just pain pouring through retinas what's oh it's like I mean there's other issues that right like codependency and stuff but it's like you are essentially ripping their soul out yes to give them a clean one back like I'm fixing, I'm fixing to have to tear you apart, but I promise you, it's for you. <laughs> it is. It is for you. Mm-hmm. It's for me. And years down the road, you'll you'll thank me. Like, when you meet your person, yeah, who will love you like you've always loved me. Yeah. As long as you grow and evolve after this, you will be unbelievably happy. You will find someone who always chooses you. Yep. No matter what. Yep. Yep. I kept that in my mind. It felt like a parent talking to a child, to be honest. I had to be like, listen, I don't love you. And I promise somebody will someday. It's not going to be me. And I'm sorry. But I thought of his future children because I know he really wants them. I thought of the woman who's out there just praying for him. And I'm like, what an asshole. I'm holding him hostage because I'm scared when his people are out there waiting for him. Yeah. As you heard in my podcast, an open letter to his next love. I like that one. It was really good. You Would you ever do that for your ex-wife, an open letter to her next love? Yeah, I'm going to. You really are? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah. With, so, but, and then some people listening to this might think like, well, shit. Yeah, like I want to let him go, but I'm fearful of the next person they're with. Like I have kids with them. Is that mm. person going to treat my kids, you know, or is my ex smart enough to not allow that kind of person in? Like it's not. It's valid. It's a valid fear, but yeah. it's not your problem. It's not your problem. You can't control everything. No. Love and support and just what happens happens. Yeah. So. So now, how does it feel to be officially free from oh, it? Oh, fuck. Be living it your is, truth. It is the greatest feeling in the world. Is it I worth f- it? I feel oh yeah. That I felt, tough conversation you're having with him. I felt 500 pounds lighter the moment that happened Mm -hmm. the moment that i that i had to like i said essentially pour her little soul out just to give it right back to her like i felt weightless almost yeah like i'm free i did it and how you know you've also shared with your family like we are not together it is officially over done yeah and they're like okay with it all right here's what it is how does that feel 
Yeah, so the same family that before was telling me how big a piece of shit I am, now that I've really spoke my truth, then there's been moments that they're like, I think you're making a mistake. But whenever I come back at them as, and I tell them, I'm like, no, I'm not. This is my truth. They don't go on. Like, it's almost like they're like, oh, okay. And they're accepting of it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, new journey yeah. begins of co-parenting and everyone's got to heal and move on. Yeah. How does that feel? Amazing. Compared to this time last year. Oh my goodness. This time last year, I was in a closet with a gun yeah. and right now I'm in the hill country with a beautiful woman Love. that helped me through so much stuff you don't even know about your podcast like so many probably listening your podcast gave me hope so and I know there's a lot of people listening that are going to say the same thing you guys he's making me cry fuck love and support I know Love and support doesn't have to be physical. It can be as simple as a podcast that the that the universe says, hey, you need to hear this at this moment and this time. I mean, if not for that, if not for what I did, everything that I did had to happen the way it happened because if not for meeting that other woman and cheating mm-hmm. is what I did, if not for doing that, I would never have came across your podcast. Yeah. So We wouldn't be here. No. So as much as I want to go back and tell my younger self, like, hey, just be completely honest before you meet this other person. And it's it makes me think like I needed to go through it the way I went through it. And look where I'm at now. So I love it. Thank you for being so brave and saying, listen, I cheated. Because do you know how many people have and are too afraid to say that word? Look at you, brave as fuck. You just got to own it. Yeah. Are you going to have an episode about cheating or affairs on your podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a massive battle. Battlefield self. We'll say it again at the end of the show, but battlefield self. Find it on Spotify, iTunes now, or your Instagram at battlefield self. Go look it up right now. Go, go, Hmm. go. Okay, let's give the people what they really want. The story of us. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, okay. So, you're with? The other girl, mm-hmm. January last year, one year ago. Yep. Shit hits the fan. <clears throat> Ex-wife finds out through the phone bill. The other woman gets angry, fighting, suicidal thoughts, family and friends are going against you. You're just tumbling in a fucking dryer of hell. Yeah. And you're yeah. listening to my podcast in the midst of all this. You decide to send me a direct message on Instagram. Just saying, hey, I really appreciate your twin flame story because I'm kind of going through the same thing and it's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to trigger anybody. But if you meet your twin flame... Run! I'm just kidding. hold on. There are people act who email me and say, when will I meet my twin flame? Jeez, when you, am I going to meet my twin flame? If I can't wait to meet them. If you're meant to, you will be. But just know that if you meet him and you know it's a twin flame, just know that there's a lot of fucking trauma that's fixing to come to head. The word flame... Fire yeah. is in it for a reason, because exactly. it's going to burn your ass to the ground. Exactly. Oh, so, <laughs> so, yes. So then I sent you a message. You did, and you, you probably didn't expect me to return it. I didn't. So I'm sure, like so many others that send you messages, we do it to release. We do it mm-hmm. because we know it's a safe space. Yeah. Not everybody can afford therapy. Not everybody has somebody that they can go to within their family or a friend that understands yeah. them, which is shitty. 
Like we should have family and friends that understand us at our darkest and our light. And accept us. Exactly. Even when they don't agree. But I knew I didn't because I knew with what I just went through and watched childhood friends turn their back on me, it's like, okay, nobody loves and supports me enough to understand what I'm going through and care to hear my shit. So, wow, look at this person here. She has a podcast about spirituality. Oh, shit, she has a podcast about Twin Flames. Like, this is perfect. I'm going to pour my little heart out on my little crappy situation to this person with no expectation of you messaging me back. Just, I needed to get it off my chest. And lo and behold, you sent me back frogs. <laughs> what did you think when you went on Instagram again and you saw that you had a direct message from me? I thought I was asleep and dreaming. <laughs> no, you did. I did. I was like, there's no, there's no way that this is real. But fuck it, let's open it up and listen. And I was in Puerto Rico visiting yeah. Paulina. Yeah. And I think that first message was the frogs. You said, listen to this. I said, hey, listen to this. I didn't even respond to No, you, you didn't respond to my message. You did not. Sorry, guys. It wasn't ducks. <laughs> so you didn't even respond to my message. So you sent me the frogs. And you sent me the frogs. I listened. And it was, it was, it was therapeutic. Beautiful. It was healing. It was, it was beautiful. In, I was in the rainforest. But after I got done listening to it, I was like, wait. She took the time to read my message, but she didn't even answer my message. Like, that's okay. cool. That's I, cool. Babe, I picked up on your energy that was just pew, 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 You know pew. I needed frogs. I was like, this motherfucker needs Jesus. Jump so out I of there. just said, yeah, I was like, he needs zen, peace, calm. I'm sitting in the middle of a rainforest in beautiful Puerto Rico uh, here. <laughs> listen. That's literally all I said was, hey, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was some long message coming after no. he answered my question. It was Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you did. And now we have a thing with frogs. Yeah. Yeah, so it went But then we started talking. Then I replied, okay? I did reply. Yeah. And you poor thing, your energy really was. I remember, like, we talked every single day. Yeah. Every single day, just exchanging Instagram direct messages. Eventually, it turned into audio messages. We sent each other audio messages on Instagram. Um, I was living in New Hampshire at the time, healing financially, emotionally, physically from my divorce. And I remember every morning I'd wake up, have a full inbox of like 12 audio messages from you. I would grab my little red notebook, go sit on a little red uh, basement door outside New Hampshire, my mom's house, and just throw my headphones, listen to every single audio message, take notes so I knew I would respond to absolutely everything because I loved everything. Every word that poured out of your beautiful southern mouth. And I wanted to respond to everything. And that was an awful time in my life. I don't... I love my family so much, but living with them stresses me out more than anything in the world. So you are just this perfect way to start my day. Set the stage with such a golden light. And then I would send you like 12 audio messages back. And we would just exchange it every single day. And then we started sending each other music. Okay, so obviously people know we're in love now. But one of the moments where I was like, holy shit, I found like the one, the one, is you said, this is only like a month after talking. And you're like, you know what my favorite part about your podcast is? Your music choice at the end. You're like, I love the show, love listening to the whole thing, but I look forward to the song you pick at the end. 
And I put so much energy and effort into that song to make it cohesive with the message I just delivered. Nobody of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that listen, nobody has ever said that to me but you. And music has been my passion, my, my therapist. I was a DJ in high school. I've always dreamt of working in the music industry. So for you to tap into that, I knew I was in love with you. But I also knew you were going through your thing. I was in a relationship at the time, so I was like, yeah, yeah right. And we were really fast friends. And I was like, this is so cool to have. You are the male Sarah. <laughs> And they know Sarah. She's been on the podcast. But I told you everything. I told you my quote-unquote twin flame story. Like, every detail. Yeah. I've told you things that these people don't know, that they will know about someday. But it's controversial, so we'll get there one day. But you know it. Yeah. The whole story. You, Baby J, know more about me in one year of knowing each other, because it's January, yep. than my ex-husband did in 10 years. Same. Same here. Being with somebody for 13 years, mm -hmm. you know and understand me better than anybody. In one year of knowing one each year. other. Feels like 30. But yeah, one it does. Year. One year of honesty. That just shows you. One year of honesty. 100% mm -hmm. transparent. Honesty, 100%. Is, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. There's and no what's word. cool, I don't know if this is our Scorpio moons or what, but what's cool is, you know, even from the show, you just know when I'm holding back or when I'm telling a white lie or when I'm acting happy and there's really something wrong, you know. And you always call me out on it. And the way you look at me, we got to start a YouTube channel so they can see, but the way you look at me is like, I don't know. It's like your eyes are saying, tell me the truth. And there's no way, because I was just like you. I would tell big lies. I would tell white lies. I was so good at it because of childhood thing. I had to fake it. You see right through that shit. Right through it. But what is also beautiful about us is I feel with other people, I feel like, oh my God, if I tell them the truth, they're going to react with anger, with disappointment. But with you, I genuinely feel like open arms acceptance, even if it's something you don't really want to hear. Yeah. So that so that ties into what I was talking about the other day on the podcast. It's like love and support. Like if you love and support people, you'll see a side of people that you've never ever seen and that you never thought you would see. You'll see honesty because they won't fear hurting your feelings. They won't like it's it's love and support creates honesty and honesty creates a amazing relationship. Mhm. Mm so. Yeah. And everybody says it. They're like, well, "How do how do you have a great relationship?" Honesty is key. Mm -hmm. But how do you, how do you become honest with everything? Like you have to be shown a little bit of love and support through those honest times, and then mm -hmm. I don't know, it just becomes muscle memory. You have you get muscle memory, yes. Yeah. Because I think with us, we both come from backgrounds of telling white lies to keep the peace, and so with us, it's I wouldn't say a challenge, but. It's been something I have to actively work towards. Is like, okay, I could tell him this right now, but he'll immediately know it and say, yeah. tell me the fucking truth. So I can either make it easy or make it hard. So yeah. I'll just tell him the complete transparency. Same with you? 
Same and something me. after, like, I really want to tell her this because she's a fire sign and she'll quack at me. So, but we're built on transparency. So yeah. she asks, I'm going to tell her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a question I get frequently. Uh, so people see our videos on Instagram, our pictures. They heard us in the bonus chat. Mm-hmm. They ask if we fight or we get triggered or so we mad get, at each other. So we get triggered. We, mm-hmm. Like, you're always going to be triggered by stuff, but we come at everything with love, respect, and support. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, if there's something that triggers you that I did, you'll tell me. Mm-hmm. And you can say it as blunt and straightforward <laughs> as you want. Fucking sad, even, <laughs> even Even with a little, maybe a little frustration behind it, like, you can, that happens. But if it's something that triggered you and I put my ego aside, then I understand, like, okay... I did something that wasn't that didn't align with what our relationship's built on apparently. So I'm not gonna go back at you with, with ego and anger and then create a fight. Like we, we don't fight. We work through things together. Mm-hmm. So we have tough conversations. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have some tough, serious conversations, but mm-hmm. never from anger. Never with ego. Hundred percent love, hundred percent support, and just I don't know. It's easy to work through things whenever you're being honest. When you're being honest. <laughs> and it's accepted. I think yeah. that is a huge key with us is we don't you can feel when someone has got a front up. Like when you're about to tell someone a truth, you can feel if they like have their arms crossed and they're like, What? Say like, yeah. what? But I think with us, our arms are open. Yeah. And we're like, It's okay. Tell me the truth. I'm not gonna cuss you out. I'm yeah. not gonna say I'm disappointed. Yeah. It's okay. Tell me. No, I know I know I can tell you anything and your response to me might be at the worst would be like jail that, that kind of upsets me, but I understand and let's like let's go through this. We use the word trigger a lot, like, okay, thank you for being honest. I'm triggered by that because this. Yeah. Yeah. And it, then it's easy from there. It is. And a lot of things that, personally, that I've been triggered on, I will immediately tell you, because even if we're not even on FaceTime, I swear you can feel it, and you'll text me and be like, what's wrong? <laughs> we're not randomly. even texting each other, just randomly out of the blue, you'll be like, hey, what's wrong? <laughs> I haven't texted you in four hours, are you okay, what's wrong? <laughs> you feel it. And so I'll tell you, and then I'll say why it triggers me, what in the past has happened to me to make it, make that a trigger. And then you always talk me down and say well this is why I said that or this is why I did or didn't do that and moving forward I won't do it and that is one thing men and women take a note <laughs> when JL does something that I'm like hey come on I kind of like call you out and I'm like that wasn't cool a little triggered by that you will immediately make changes Yeah. and never repeat it immediately yeah, if you don't, if you don't, and you just say, okay, I'm going to put it in my notebook, and then I'll work on it later, mm-hmm. you don't. Like, mm-hmm. some life happens, and shit happens, and you just forget about it, and then it becomes a, it's a trigger again the next day, mm-hmm. and then you do the same thing, and then it becomes a repetitive pattern that you just yep. apparently don't care. So if you don't care enough to take care of things for yourself, which are triggers that your partner brings up, which are valid, then you just don't care. And if you don't care, then... Are you in love? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, let's go back to us. So, we're sending audio messages back and forth, March, April. I think at the time, yeah, 
you were helping me through my very toxic relationship. You were not with the girl Mm -mm. from the bar anymore. You were back with your ex-wife. Yep. And we were talking about that a lot. Although you really didn't have much to say about it. After the girl you were dating, we didn't really talk about. You were very mum about it. Yeah, I I don't know why. I think looking back, it was because you were embarrassed to go back to someone that you knew you didn't want to be with. Yeah. Or maybe you thought I would be disappointed because the whole time, I think I told you, Mm -hmm. like, don't be with either of them. Yeah. But your heart was just so tumbled and drier. You're like, oh my God, how could I be alone? You're probably like, how could I be alone in one of the toughest moments of my life? I gotta be with someone. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. The one that'll accept me. Here I go. Yeah. Like, when you don't have enough Mm self-love, you look for it on the the external, right? Like, so you look for somebody to fill a void that you Mm -hmm. shouldn't, but... Yeah. I, th- I mean, we all do it. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely crawled in a dryer and pushed the start button myself, closed yeah. the door, and we're just <laughs> bing, bing, sitting bing. inside. Wait, it. let's go. Did I actually, I don't think I really spoke about my relationship, that toxic one I was in in Colorado. Mm-mm. Like March, April, May. Mm-mm. You knew that I was moving oh, from I'm... New Hampshire to Colorado. Yeah. Did you know I was dating someone? I felt like you we were. Taught, we spoke about it. Like You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me about it. I felt like you were. And when I knew you were was actually when probably some other people that follow you on Instagram knew. You have a video in a black, maybe a black dress, and you made a video facing you. It said, if you're having one of those tough days, what's something that can always pull you out of it? Black rain jacket. Yeah. And you turned the camera, and it was like a thunderstorm thunderstorm in the background. It was that moment that I was like, she is in a toxic relationship. How did you know? I don't know. It was just some intuitive thing. I thought I looked cute in that video. You look beautiful in it. But you look, you look, you look like you were energetically drained. Yeah, you yep. were the most beautifully painful. Just, ugh. I know. I know. Tough. I go back and look at all of my photos from Telluride on my Instagram, and I'm like, Jesus, y'all! Why didn't there's thousands? I got ten point four thousand followers. Why didn't any of you show up and pull me out? <laughs> Just kidding. It's nobody's. It's my job to do that, and I finally did. And then I found you. Do you think we didn't tell each other in like March and April and May about like you going back to your ex-wife, me being in a relationship because we liked each other? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think we were both. So going back to our boy, going back to our boy, uh, Dermont. Mm-hmm. Dermont Kennedy. He has there. a lyric in his song that says, I wanted to tell you all the scars from the start, but it was always the most difficult part. So I think that's why. I think me and you wanted to, t- like, we were so open and honest and we wanted to tell each other. So, like, at a soul level, our soul was like, tell him, tell him, tell him. Tell him about this person. You, Jordan, you tell him about this person. Like, y'all work, y'all keep working through it. But it's, like, the scars are always the most difficult part. Like, I didn't want to, I knew that maybe our relationship was shifting. And once we made that shift, it was like, oh, shit. If I say all this now and just bombard her with all this, she's still gonna like me yeah same so same yeah i think i felt if i tell him i'm moving to colorado to go be with someone he'll be like don't talk to me then yeah and we had become such good friends and i looked forward to talking to you every day when i woke up i was like i cannot no no i cannot like long road trips across the country your voice was in my car for hours and hours a day Singing back and forth to each other. We would sing songs to each other. We'd just share music all the time. Which, by the way, you guys, um, music has been such 
a, a strong factor in our relationship that we made a playlist on Spotify of all the songs that we've sent each other since we met last January. It's called JNS, Lightworkers Lounge. I know some of y'all that might go listen to it. If you put it on shuffle, there's going to be a few songs that you're like, wait, what the hell? Are you ladies pop your pussy like <laughs> Yeah, there might be some in there. Those are more of like inside jokes. <laughs> and we really enjoy all the same music. So not all of them have like this unbelievably deep meaning. Yeah. Most do. But when you hear that Nicki Minaj song pop on, like it's just, just laugh. <laughs> and there's some songs about breaking up. Because yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah, there fucking is. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole video one time with a breakup song on it. I didn't, it went yeah. straight over my head. But Okay, well, let's talk about that. People are probably like, why are there breakup songs on your love playlist? I have this thing where I feel like you're going to leave me. Yeah. And that's a childhood trauma. We we got down to that trigger a couple weeks ago, I think, Yeah. where I was like, I don't have it with women. Female friends, my mom, I never think, <laughs> They're going to leave me. But with you, I'm always just like, well, this is going to end like everything else with men because my father left me. Um, my marriage ended. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like engraved in my brain. Like, this is so fun. This is so lovely. This is better than anything I've ever felt. But that is going to hurt when the rug is ripped out. Uh, so yeah. I post songs on our playlist about it. And you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't say it that way, but <laughs> it's like, okay. Why? Okay, baby girl. Another song came on today. What's going on? Tell me what's up. <laughs> when did you add this? <laughs> yeah, when did you add this? This morning. Oh, okay. Last night, I was really triggered yeah. by myself. <laughs> we work through everything. We do. So. Although it really bothers me that you have to clean up the mess that other people made. Yeah, but I mean, on the same token, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like, you're... you're dealing with my shit that that other baggage. people have created we yeah, all like, got baggage we all do nobody's perfect Mm-mm. nobody's perfect and the sooner you realize that the and i think be that's off. a huge testament if you really love someone is if you look at their baggage and you look at their triggers and you're like let me roll up my sleeves with you yeah and let's grab these brooms and do the work yeah that is a big backpack with a lot of shit you have in it but i, I got it give me give some it to of me. it yeah put some in my throw bag. It in my bag i'm gonna throw some in yours Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna swap out. When we you get this. tired, I'll take your bag. But yeah. yeah. It's a partnership, it's a friendship. Yeah. New year, new decade, new chance to work on your mental health. You guys know that the whole reason why I left my holistic health coach practice to start Lightworkers Lounge was because I started to realize through talking with my clients that mental health is the key to your physical health. But I know from personal experience, when you're already overwhelmed with anxiety or depression, it can be exhausting trying to find the right counselor or therapist, even if it's from your computer. Lightworkers Lounge is your home. It's your place to find help to keep you going on your journey. So I'm really excited to be back partnering with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online counseling service where you can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who specialize in things like depression, anger, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, LGBT matters, family conflicts, and many, many more. 
BetterHelp is available worldwide and has over 3,000 counselors in the 50 U.S. states alone. What I love about BetterHelp is that if you don't resonate with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. With four communication modes, text, chat, phone, and video, BetterHelp makes it easy to start sessions within 24 hours of signing up. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Lightworkers Lounge listeners also get 10% off their first month with the discount code LIGHTWORKERS. So what are you waiting for? It's 2020. It's a new decade. You don't have to suffer from anxiety or depression anymore. Get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash lightworkers. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll be sure to love. That's betterhelp.com slash lightworkers. That is a good <laughs> Look at your eyes. Oh, we need a YouTube channel. Soon. We do. You know what's the best about you, Baby J, is in my marriage, I always felt like a parent. Like I had to take care of. But with you, there's no codependency like that. And even sometimes, we hate saying like, oh, I really need you right now when we have bad days. I think both of us are like, ooh, hesitant to say need because I don't need you. Yeah. I'll be perfectly fine without you, but I really fucking need you right now. Yeah. Because we don't want to ever be codependent upon each other. I don't want to break up and one of us not eat for a week. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Same thing. Same thing with my, all my past relationships it was me being the mother father like that's that's not love that's Mm -hmm. dependency yeah so have you had to train your brain to accept healthy love are there ever moments where you're with me like i don't know when i support you and you're like like what what were those oh one time you went out to dinner or out for drinks with your friends remember and i was like go in get drunk get fucked up call me later yeah (laughs) And you were like, what the fuck? You know what? You know what's messed up is because I've been conditioned because of past relationships that wouldn't believe that that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You remember I FaceTimed you? In the restaurant. In the restaurant. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? You Put said, what are you doing? Put your phone away. After you said that, I did not even realize it until I really tapped into it. I was like, I just did that because I wanted her to believe that's what I was really doing because nobody in the past in my relationships would have been like, oh, that's really what you're doing? That's that's." No, you're probably with some other person. But, like, it, because of my past trauma, I still do things that I'm working on. I didn't... You didn't tell me that's why no, you did I, that. No, I just... Like, I just realized it not long ago. Oh. Like, oh, shit. That's why I did that. Yeah. You FaceTimed me when I you sat down. You. First of all, we were FaceTiming you in the parking lot. Yeah. And I was like, all right, go in. Get fucked up. Have fun. Yeah. Go eat something. Bye. As soon as I got inside, I FaceTimed you. You did. And I was like, why is he calling me? I was like, me? hey, here's Mike. And here's this person. You and did. Blah, blah, blah. And you were like... What are you doing? Yeah. Have a drink. Like, enjoy it. And I'm like, okay. I said, go eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah. Stop FaceTiming me. And this afterward, is weird. Like, I don't remember how long after, but I was like, why did I do that? Oh, shit. I did that because in past relationships, I would have been bitched at for being at a, you know, somewhere. I never do this, but the once a year I do, I go out with a friend, have some dinner, have some drinks, and all I do is get, you know, bitched at, right? You should be doing that once a week. That's I know. terrible. You say once a year. I know. But I, I FaceTimed you and I was like, wow, that is why I did that. That is... No, you texted me after we hung up on FaceTime. I literally hung up on you because I was like, get the fuck off your phone and go yeah. eat. Go order a margarita, you yeah. loser. 
You did. You told me order margarita. Yeah, I said, stop it. And then you texted me and you were like, I'm so sorry. That was weird. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, what are you doing? You're like, I, this is just so weird. I've never had anybody tell me, I, like, go in, take a shot and have fun. Yeah, I did. I texted you. I was like, I've never had somebody support me. Even as simple as like, hey, go in, have a have a good time with your friend, let a little steam off, do whatever you need yes. to do. I'll be right here. Like, never have I had that ever. So. So you were like, this is so weird. It's so foreign. Did you think I was like lying? No. <laughs> no, I just immediately was triggered by past trauma. Wow. So I was like, oh, got a Facetime, got to show her this what I'm really doing. <laughs> you didn't take it as that. No. But afterward, I was like. The only reason I FaceTimed her was because I needed to prove what I was really doing because nobody else in my past would have, A, believed it, so I'd have been, I'd have been kind of bitched at about it, and then I would have had to prove what I was really doing, mm-hmm. and there's a ton of people that do that. Like, so many relationships are that way, and that's not a healthy relationship. No, it's so. not. It makes me feel good and happy when you're like, you know what, I'm not coming home tonight. going to go out and have fun. It's like, yes, because then you come home to me super happy the after being out. Self. Right? Yep. That, to me, that's one of the best parts of relationships and being partners is like if you have kids or you're running a business together to be like, hey, I'm on burnout. Yep. I'm on level zero. I got to go fishing for the weekend. I got to go play golf for the weekend or yep. I got to just go away for the weekend yep. to be like, all right, tap me in. I got this. Yeah. And then you come back and you're so high and fulfilled and I get that. Yeah. Well, so and many, vice versa. And so many people are in relationships that are built on ego and fear. Property. So you're my property. You're my property. You're not so my partner. What are you doing? Oh, I'm out with some friends after work. I'm going to have some drinks. Why the hell are you there? Blah, blah, blah. It just turns into a fight because of fear, because of ego. Like, mm-hmm. if that's a relationship you're in, it's not a relationship. It's not a relationship. At all. No. Remember that. Partner, not property. Yeah. Especially you, when you're married. Yeah, sure, it's your husband, but that's also Jordan, an individual, not just yours. Yep. Mm-hmm. Support. All right, bounce back to us. Okay. Uh, okay. So I moved to Colorado. I'm living with a guy I'm dating and absolutely not myself at all. It was a very toxic, um, gaslighting, narcissistic very, very toxic dynamic. You know, you guys have heard me laugh this entire podcast. I didn't laugh once when I was with this person. Like, it was bad. But you and I stopped talking for like a month. Yeah, I was... You just was, kind of, you didn't even, well, you did tell me. You said you were going to take a social media break. So yeah. I was like, hey, do your thing. I understand. If it yeah. wasn't my job, I'd, I'd dip too. Yeah, I started noticing myself trending in a way that I didn't like. That wasn't mm-hmm. line. It wasn't in line with like who I really was. So it was like, all right, need to get off social media, and just check out for a bit. Mm-hmm. So I did. So. Do you have any revelations? Yeah. Was it nice to be away? It was nice to be away, but I missed singing with you, and I like that. That really made me realize how good of friends we were and are. Yeah, it was when we didn't talk for like a mm-hmm. month straight. Do you remember how we started talking again? I got an email from your ass. Yeah, I freaked out. <laughs> I freaked out because I looked for you on my phone. And it, <laughs> my lap. <laughs> there it is. Duck, duck goose. Um, so, yeah, I sent you an email. And I was like, oh, shit. I looked for your number on my phone. Don't have it. Hey, if you have, if you get this email or whatever, just shoot me a text or hit me I up on Instagram. Number. I lost your number. And you were like, yeah, right. And you lose my number. Whatever. 
I did not realize I we saved were, yeah. your number. Like I save everybody's in business. Worker. I put their business name first and then their name after. And so when I searched S and then P and then searched your full name, it was like, shit, I guess I didn't save it. Had no idea I saved it under Lightworker, Steph. Oh. So. You did. You sent your email at 11 at night. I woke up. I'm pretty sure I woke up where I had like this moment of panic, like an anxiety attack. And it was all geared towards that. Looked, couldn't find the phone number. Typed up an email. And then was like, oh, God. Okay. Back to sleep. Really? Yeah. So you just woke up in a panic like, I haven't talked to her in 30 days. I don't know what happened exactly, but I definitely know that I had like a little anxiety attack. Haven't talked to you. Can't find your number. Shit. Don't have Instagram right now, so I can't even message you on that. Did you think of Email. re-downloading the app or did you like delete, delete your No, profile? I delete, deleted. Well, you couldn't make a new one and go find me? I mean, that'd be a lot more effort than just sending an email. Yeah. You probably still weren't ready to get back on either. Probably not. Yeah. And I emailed you back. Yep. I think my email was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I just got back from Sedona. It was okay. Um, here's some photos yeah. <laughs> from my trip. Did you feel my energy was just like, yeah, hi, cool. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was it. just knee deep in that really rough relationship. and You just, were stuck in the mud. Oh, my God. Cement. Mm-hmm. Wet cement. So you eventually came back, though. To Instagram. Was Storm Chasing before or after your break? I think it was after. You took the break after. and then you came back. Yeah. And I yeah. remember you were Storm Chasing and we were sending each other Instagram videos mm-hmm. and you were wearing a wedding band. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay. Did you take a break from social media to work on your marriage? Um, I think... Try to anyway. I think try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Let ego... Like, you gotta push ego out. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It just... I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I saw that, I remember feeling a ping of pain. And I was like, why? This is my best friend. I don't like him like that. <laughs> I'm in a relationship. So, why? And I would... I felt that about you so many times. But I was like, no, I'm in a relationship. He is. He's figuring out his shit. This is your best friend. Don't ruin it by saying, hey, I like you as more than a friend. So I never did. Just continued on with our awesome conversations, yep. music sharing. But then August came around. I think August is when, like early August is when I finally admitted to you, like, hey, I need help. I'm in a really nasty relationship. And you were like, what? I'll be right there. Yeah. Yeah. You were just, when I told you what was actually happening, you were dumbfounded. You were like, why? What? You wanted, would let that happen? I wanted to hurry up and get there and like be your savior, yeah. right? And pull you out of it. But then mm-hmm. I had a I had some kind of pull towards like, no, like it she has to go through this. But that's also the month that you were like, Hey, so we ask each other philosophical questions all day, every day. <laughs> so I thought it was just another day talking to baby Jay. You were like, Do you believe you can fall in love with someone you've never met? And then what was my next one? <laughs> Do you think you can do a long-distance relationship with someone? Like, could you ever? I, I'm not, not, not asking personally. Just yeah. asking for a friend. <laughs> for a friend of a friend. No big deal. But seriously, what do and you what think? And what was I like? You were like, oh. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure to both of those. Yeah, I could definitely do that. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. And then you were like, we should do, like, FaceTime calls or, like, FaceTime dates. Yeah, I think that when... Was Every that Wednesday. In September? No, this was still in Colorado. 
So it was August? Because I remember being like, well, I live with someone I'm dating. Uh, yeah. It was August. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was because it was before I ran that Habanero 100. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talking every single day. And then we moved up to FaceTime dates. Yep. And then my relationship just hit the fucking flames. And I had to get out of Dodge and move from Colorado to Florida. Very suddenly. Two months before I was expected to. Because it got bad. But, lucky me, the route from Colorado to Florida goes to a wonderful land called Texas. <laughs> a little sliver at the top of Texas. Where my man is from. Now you guys know, if you follow my personal Instagram where I did a freestyle, and I said, on my way to see my man out in Texas. She was leaving you all break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an Easter egg. Yeah. Um, but uh, so this was actually this is exciting to talk about. So I told you like, hey, moving to Florida. Here I go, and you're like, I think you're just like good. I'm proud of you. I'll be here for you. I know it's tough. But I said I'm gonna be stopping in Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, as I usually do when I drive across the country. And I said, how far away from where you live is that? It's like oh, it's no big deal. A couple it's of hours. It's an hour and forty five minutes. Oh, like two hours. And then. We always, we had like virtual coffee dates together. Remember that? Yeah. We would sit and have almond milk lattes, coconut milk lattes, whatever. We would just sit and have coffee. I would be in Mountain Village, Colorado, and you would be... San Antonio most of the time. Yeah. Oh, you guys, we're, so we're together now in that area, and he's going to take me to the coffee shop where we would have our virtual coffee dates. Yep. Oh, it's going to be... I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. But, uh... So... I said I'm going to be in Lubbock. I'm stopping at an Airbnb there. And I have to record a podcast with Jane Lightworker from Instagram. You guys probably remember that one. So i got to stop and work. I'll be there for a few days. Not that far away from you. We should, like, meet each other in person for the first time. At least exchange a hug. At least. Oh, my God. I'm getting all emotional. So I was like, yeah, no big deal. I'll be there. i got, I got to go... I gotta go to Lubbock for work anyway and pick you up some material. Liar. No big deal. <laughs> let me just let me just head that way. Drive two hours north of yeah. where I live. So you're like, yeah, yeah, you wanna meet for coffee on like Wednesday or something? Sure. Yep. I grabbed us a couple lattes and You did. And you met me at my Airbnb. And had an hour conversation with you. We did. We sat out back and had our coffee and just talked. Yeah. And Jeffrey, my beautiful pug son, jumped on your lap and fell asleep. Yeah. That was insane. He barks and barks and barks and barks. You sat down, he jumped on your lap, went to sleep. We have a picture of it. I'm going to post it on Instagram someday. Done. Yeah. He was just so in love with you. And I was too. Wait, what? (laughs) Not yet. That is how we, like, told each other. Subliminally that we liked each other. I said something probably sexual. It was definitely sexual. (laughs) And then I ended it with, wait, what? Wait, what? Just kidding. Just kidding. Didn't mean that way. What? And what did you say? I said, hell no. No, no, what, what? Wait, wait, wait. Uh uh-uh. uh. You say be what you honest. Were gonna say. You did. Yeah. Oh. So, anyways, let's talk about when we met. You came to my Airbnb. It was rainy out. You brought us lattes and your freaking boat of an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> and. I was going through my breakup, and leaving a toxic relationship, it's like crawling out of a sticky web. 
It's awful. It's a really weird heartbreak. It's not losing an authentic love heartbreak. It's you're kind of just shaking, left in the rubble of an explosion, like just numb and your ears are ringing kind of heartbreak. So you, unfortunately, our first meeting was when I was in the midst of that dust. And you even know that I looked awful! I'm not going to say you looked awful, but... (laughs) Energetically depleted. You were definitely depleted, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, I hadn't eaten three days, cried every day for five days, but I had to see you. Yeah. And you thought that I was trying to get out of it and not see you. But really, I was just like, I want to meet you when I'm happy and healthy and vibrant and alive. So like the night before you were going to come, I was like, listen, you know, I know you're coming up here for work and all, but don't worry about it. Like, just do your thing. I was like, no, nah, I got to see her at her worst. <laughs> I got to see her at her worst and to, you to did. appreciate her at So her our worst. first time meeting in person after talking for almost a year <laughs> was when I was energetically... So low, so sad. Yeah. You were. Oh, yeah, it was bad. But I got to see you. And then ever since I left Lubbock, the rest of my drive, I really felt just inspired. And like, okay. It's like you picked me up, dusted me off, and said, all right, go get your dream, which is living in the Florida Keys. On your way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I support you. What did you feel when you left after seeing me and having a coffee date? I felt happy because I knew that everything that had everything that I had visualized and seen and maybe had in dreams and five D, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. was going to happen. Like that that a lot of shit was gonna become reality. With us? Yeah. What what type of five D <laughs> visions did you talk about? I mean I did ask you if you could fall in love with somebody you've never known, and I did ask you if you could have a long-distance relationship, so... And I ne- it went over my head every single time. I, yeah. I, I mean, I had visions of us together, but I would push him out and be like, no, that's crazy. She's... She is... She travels. She does this. She did, like, our lives just don't align, so... But we'll always be best friends. But after I met you in Lubbock, when I pulled away, I was like, okay... Thank you, universe. Thank you, spirit guides. I see you. Cool. And then we talk even more after that every single day. I think that turned into FaceTime dates. Daily FaceTime calls. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Kept talking each other through everything. And then you saw an Instagram video of me in the back of a (laughs) truck. That okay, so that was my so your so your trigger was whenever I was storm chasing and you saw I had my ring on months before. Mm-hmm. My trigger when I like I knew how much I was actually in love with you, but it never hit me until you had an Instagram video of you in the back of the truck with. I was by myself. Yeah. In the back of that truck. Okay, so you were in the back of the truck, anyways. But I had this feeling coming over me like, what the hell is my girlfriend doing? But then I was like, wait, 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 wait. She's not my girlfriend. She's my best friend. So, like, why the hell am I feeling this way? Oh, I'm feeling this way because I'm actually in love with her. But. I'm wondering back in the old man's truck. Do you, boo-boo? You? Do you. I mean, I posted that video, and within probably 60 seconds, you sent me a video reply. And your face, you were sitting at work, at your desk, and your 
fucking eyes were so big. You were like... I was like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me. No, what did you say exactly? I, I'm Way, 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 way. I really was thinking, what in the fuck is going on here? But I did. I said, wait, 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 wait. That's all you said was, wait, and your face looked pissed. I was because we had talked about Chris Stapleton for some reason before that, like cruising together, listening to Chris Stapleton, and that just happened to be the damn song that I was playing in that truck, in that moment. No, I added that song. It wasn't playing the truck. Okay, well, it it was definitely playing on that moment, in that moment, and I was like, whatever. Were you jealous? My diva side came out. So. Now, that's a moment, too, where I was like, oh, my God, I think he likes me back. Oh, shit. And you jumped out of the back of the truck while it was moving, and you were like, hey, I got to go. I got to dip. Yeah. 100%. 100% baby day. So then, that was in Titusville, Florida. I remember when I left Texas to go to Florida, that hurricane was about to hit. Hurricane Dorian, I think. And you were like, I really hope it hits, because then you'd have to come out to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, God, if that hurricane hits, like I was like, you need to be safe. Don't go chase it like you made me chase a tornado and almost die. But you be safe. If that hurricane hits, that'd be perfect. I'll get to spend a bunch of time in Florida doing storm restoration. Awesome. This could we not be any better. We can see each other. Hang out all the time. Yeah. Didn't hit. No, nothing. But I still came to Florida. Yeah, you did. So I moved from Titusville down to the Keys, fulfilled my dream of living in the Keys. And how did we plan our first trip? I don't know. I don't either. I don't remember how we planned it. At all. I don't remember how we planned it Were you just like, hey, I'm going to come see you down there? Or was I like, oh my God, come see me. No, I think I mentioned something about going to Florida. And then you were like, well, yeah, you should come. And I think both of us were just saying it to see what the other would say. And then we both got the response we wanted. So it was like, fuck it, let's do it. All right, yep, Miami it is. Let's go to the Keys. Come pick me up. Yep. And look at us now. Oh, my God. We fell in love immediately. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. From, like, the moment I picked you up from the airport. It's like the floodgates opened, and it was just... Game on. Yeah. We just let go. Our spirit guys, I think we joked about it. Our spirit guys were standing behind us like... Finally! God! Fucking God, finally. Finally. Are y'all tired? Yeah, we're tired too. (laughs) This is... Let's go grab a beer. These motherfuckers. They don't listen. They don't listen at all. They need Jesus and we're out. Oh, man. Yeah. And now we've been doing a long distance relationship. Yep. Got matching tattoos. Yeah, we did. The second or third time we hung out. Second. Second. Is this the third or... F- You've been... This is the fourth. This is the fourth. You came to visit me three times? Yep. Miami, my birthday, and then one other random time, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm here in Texas. Came to see your man in Texas. I did. So, so, yeah, guys, this is why us getting matching tattoos is not a big deal, because this has been a long relationship. Yep. Yeah. Longer yeah, than most yeah, know. Yeah. Well, Baby J, this podcast is like three hours. Woo! I hope y'all tune into it all. Do you love it? I love it. Any last words for the people about finding love? I never, ever saw this coming. Oh, my God. There was a point when I was in Titusville, even though we were still talking, 
that I was just, it was the first time since I was probably 18 that I had no one on my radar. It would be like you finally leaving your ex-wife and the ex-boothang and having no one. Like that would feel so foreign because you're so used to having someone. I hit that when I was in Titusville and it was for two weeks, it was like wearing two left shoes and I was like, fucking A. This is so weird and uncomfortable, and my ego was running with it. You're going to be alone for the rest of your life. You're never going to be a parent. You're going to live by yourself. You're going to have nobody. But I sat through it. I was like, fuck you, ego. No, I'm not. I'm going to heal. I'm going to take myself out to brunch. I'm going to focus on myself and do a lot of writing, talk to my emotional health counselor, and just focus on me and do things that I want to do. And a month later, here you are. The yeah. greatest gift of all. You just have, what do they say? Like, uh, if you want something, you have to be, like you've said it before, you got to be able to let go of something to get something. So you have to be able to let go of not just people, but your mm-hmm. own ego and yeah. your own conception of like, I need somebody. I've got to have somebody in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, love and support yourself and you will start loving and supporting others mm-hmm. and good shit happens. Don't force it. Yeah. Don't force it at all. What advice? Let's end this episode with advice for people who are in a marriage they don't want to be in, in a really toxic, walking through mud relationship, and they just feel so low. Like they see maybe us, maybe they see our videos of us dancing on rooftops and cruising around on paddle boards at sunset, just living this notebook fairy tale romance. Which I, I ain't gonna lie, guys, it really does feel like that. <laughs> really does and i never thought i always thought that was just in the movies be honest be honest how can these people find that you got to be honest with yourself and if you're somebody i know i know women have a really tough time because some women are in a a physically abusive relationship so like leaving it seems impossible but there's there's a way like you have to be honest with yourself be honest with that person if you need outside help from somebody there you find somebody who loves and supports you um and that'll kind of help you through it, but you have to be honest. And if mm-hmm. you know it's not, if you know it's not right, you have to be honest. You have to be willing to walk away and know that what's coming, everything you thought of is actually coming. You just have to, you don't know when, but it all starts with honesty. Mm-hmm. So, especially with yourself. Yeah. If you're in a relationship that your intuition keeps telling you, "Hey, not your person." Yeah. Listen to that, yeah. please. Yeah, don't start looking for all the good things. You know, like Mark uh, said, uh, when you leave or want to end a relationship, you immediately start looking for all the good stuff that they did. And like yeah. your subconscious goes straight there. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to call them out on all their bad shit, but you need to realize what trauma they've created, what pain they've created, what things you won't be able to move past, what things are, are unacceptable, like what things are non-fucking-negotiable, period. Yep. And be honest with yourself. Be honest with that other person. And know that you deserve love and support and respect. And if you're not getting it, be honest. Love and support yourself. Leave. Yep. You'll find it. It'll hurt, but you'll clear space for the one. Yep. Be okay with free falling. Yep. Not knowing when they're going to come, what their name's going to be. Okay. How you. you'll meet. You'll move mountains. Like, my God, the way we met. It's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yep. Baby J. Shout yourself out, boy. So it's you still weird. You have a weird. podcast. It's still weird. Okay, so you 
please do. If you if you're listening to this, if you listen to Lightworkers Lounge, you're probably going through a lot of your own stuff. And if you need uh, a little bit more advice or you need to kind of see a different perspective, uh, go listen to our podcast. It's Battlefield Self. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, Podbean. MSNBC. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good morning, America. Good morning, America. No, and then check us out on Instagram at Battlefield Self. So I'm right here for you guys and yeah. girls. It's so cool to have the male perspective, especially for Twin Flames and stuff. So thank you for being brave and pressing record and sharing your truth. I know it's not easy, and I want to acknowledge you for that. It's not, but it's part of me continuing to be honest with myself and work mm-hmm. through my own work through my own stuff Hell yeah. daily. Hell so. yeah. You'll be back on the show. As long as you'll have me, I'll be here. Do you think the story of us is just beginning? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We do. We'll have a lot to share on this podcast, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We'll always be open and honest with all y'all. So Always. 2020. Year. Complete transparency. All right, you guys. You know where to find us. At Lightworkers Lounge on Instagram or at Stephanie's underscore destiny. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. I'm sending you guys so much love. Thank you for being a part of this community. It continues now that we're going to turn two years old on January 26th. It continues to blow my mind, the growth we've had. And I can only imagine how many new lightworkers are going to join us by the end of this year. It's incredible. And my goals for Lightworkers Lounge are to eventually grow into a physical building. Or at least have retreats where me and JL will be there and we'll have just courses, workshops on how to accept healthy love, how to find healthy love, how to leave marriages with children, and just meet you guys and vibe with your tribe, with your soul people. I will always support you and never judge you. It's going to be awesome. All right, I'm out of here. I got to go walk my dog at the beach. I love you guys so much again. And a special thank you to our really special sponsor this week, BetterHelp. Remember, if you need help, online counseling is just a click away. BetterHelp.com slash lightworkers to get 10% off your first month. They'll work with you to make it affordable. If you need help, reach out. Also want to remind you to subscribe to our premium plan channel for a chance to come on the show, but also to get a behind the scenes look at the stories and events that inspire the conversations on the main stage of Lightworkers Lounge. To join us, there will be a link in our show notes, but you can also go to lightworkerslounge.podbean.com, click on any Friday bonus chat and subscribe. $9.99 a month. Cancel absolutely anytime. No obligations. I love you guys. Visit lightworkers-lounge.com if you need any guidance for this year, for 2020 and beyond. We have tarot readings done by me, all done through email, so no phone calls need to be scheduled. I do birth chart interpretations. You can order your basic chart or an advanced chart. We have merchandise now, Lightworkers Lounge gear, Moonsign hoodies, Moonsign tank tops. There's a lot of stuff there for you. You can also learn how to start a career in spirituality by clicking on IIN on our website. There's just a lot of stuff out there for you guys to check out. Again, lightworkers-lounge.com. 
I'm going to end this episode with a song that JL and I discovered through one of you. You actually sent it to us and said, hey, I really think this song, you guys will vibe with it after listening to our part one episode of our love story. And yep, we downloaded it and listened to it over and over and over again on repeat. We also sang this song to each other in our, our little cabin Airbnb in Texas. It's a beautiful song that to me represents meeting someone who washes away all of your sins, who helps you find forgiveness in your heart for not always being the best friend, the best partner, the best lover, the best husband or wife. You speak your truth, you feel a little guilty, you feel afraid, but then you meet someone who washes all of those negative emotions away and helps you push back through all the heaviness and see who you really are, which is someone so special and incredible and a great person here to do amazing things. This song is called Sinning With You by Sam Hunt, and you can find it on our Lightworkers Lounge Spotify playlist of the month. I will see you all next week on the show, and of course on Instagram, at Lightworkers Lounge or at Stephanie's underscore destiny. And of course, you can contact JL at his Instagram, at Battlefield Self. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Case of a small town repression. Your body was baptized, so disenfranchised. I was your favorite confession. My past was checkered, your spotless record was probably in jeopardy. Your place and my place, His grace and your grace felt like the same thing to me. I never felt like I was sinning with you. Always felt like I could talk to God in the morning. I knew that I would end up with you. Always felt like I could talk to God in the morning. If it's so wrong, why did it feel so right? If it's so wrong, why did it never feel like sinning with you? Sinning with you. I felt closer to the stars with you. I felt forgiveness in my heart with you. Saw the light in the dark with you. Felt like I could fly Take me down where the river is Put me under in your innocence I wasn't in it for the hell of it I guess that's why I never felt like I was sinning with you Always felt like I could talk to God in the morning I knew that I would Talk to God.